0: It's the funniest show in town. Jew Man Group at the Tuscany Suites and Casino. A comedy thousands of years in the making. Wednesday to Saturday, 5.30 p.m. in the Copa Room at the Tuscany. From the Catskills to the Borscht Belt to the shimmering lights of Las Vegas. It's Jewman Group at the Tuscany. For tickets and information, log on to JewManGroup.com. That's JewManGroup.com.
1: You're going to laugh your us off. Replacing your air conditioning and heating system is a big decision. That's why Johnny on the Spot Air Conditioning and Heating tailors every new unit estimate to meet our clients' needs. We go over all the options with you and custom design a new system for you and your home. And of course, these consultations are always free. Schedule your free new unit estimate online at johnnies.vegas or call us at 702 Johnny's. That's 702-564-6697. Contractor license number 76827.
0: Hello, hello, and welcome to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. It's the free monthly magazine. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. Hi, everybody. John the announcer here. And oh, yeah, today's show is going to be great. So let's bring on the host. Here is comic impressionist Rich Natoli.
2: Welcome to The Vegas Voice. Rich Natoli, your host here with John the announcer. We are joined in studio by the very talented comedian extraordinaire uh, Dennis Blair, who uh, worked with George Carlin. How many years, Dennis? 18 18 and exclusively and
3: two more after that on did you?
2: Did you ever remember playing a room called the Circle Star Theater in Northern California? Yeah,
3: Because I I know he used to play mm -hmm. there
2: when I I was a ticket. Oh, okay, really? Yeah, when Carlin would play there. You weren't a comic yet when when Uh, you were doing that? No, we're talking now, we're talking, no, this was about two years before I started doing comedy. Okay. And I was literally like 16 Mm -hmm. and Carlin was playing there. Everybody played there, Cosby, Rich Little, everybody. Right. And... uh, Carlin was there and I remember what Carlin would do is I rem- I don't know if, 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 if you remember this but during the intermission I would see him walking around looking at the crowd and hmm. then he would go backstage but nobody noticed him but I would interesting I saw interesting. him would do that did you play that place with him well, it was, so it's was theater that, in the round. In the round,
3: yeah, I de- definitely remember. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I got I actually have an image of the backstage in my mind, and I usually don't remember the, the the theaters, the names of the theaters, until I get backstage and go, "Oh, we played here before," you know. I'm yeah. doing where, you know, uh, I don't re- recall them until I get there. So yeah, but that one I remember. That one I definitely yeah,
2: remember. Yeah, and and he. Um uh, did you did you have the stage turn when you played in the round? Do you remember? When
3: that? I first started doing it, I did with the guitar, but then I realized, hey, wait a minute, I can plug in the guitar. <laughs> so I yeah. was, so then I stopped because I, I. mean, did you started. get dizzy?
2: Because Cosby would never have the stage turn in that place. He'd go. I don't want the stage to turn. I'm going to vomit. (laughs) He would do all that, you know. And so he didn't. Westbury
3: was the same thing, the slowly moving stage. It never affected me. I I never had a vomit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I stopped. I said, well, I could just turn around, you know, especially because I I would put the guitar down and do some stand-up. So then I would just do the whole, get the whole whole audience involved.
2: Yeah. And how many, how many, uh, 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 what was I saying? Um, how much time did you do when you worked in front of Carlin? It was like thirty? Thirty? Yeah, thirty. About 30. Was in Vegas, particular? it was
3: twenty-seven. I don't know how they came up with that name, that number. They said only do, do 27. twenty-seven minutes. Oh, okay. Not and if you went over,
2: they get all. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: just it was the, it's the number that came into their head. I don't know. Or right, in Vegas, you do twenty-seven minutes. Okay. <laughs> and it was always full
2: with him, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, everywhere he much. went,
3: yeah. he packed him in. Except when he got really dark. You know, his humor started getting <laughs> really dark, and then people stopped coming. Well, you well, know, not, yeah.
2: we were talking about Rodney before the show started, mm-hmm. which I'm going to have you do in a second. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember when I was doing Catch Star at Bally's one time, and I went into the main room and... It was sold out, Rodney, in there, and this is near the end of his career, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, "What's going on? I don't hear anything." And the door guy goes, oh "It's, it's not pretty." I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, well, "Rodney's been cursing out the crowd for the last ten <laughs> minutes." I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Oh, he's been cursing out the crowd. The stuff wasn't going over, and he's cursing out the crowd." I go, "What do you mean? They're all here to see him." I know. <laughs> you know? And he's going, off. "Hey, I tell you, I can't stand you. You know, he's right."
1: You know, well, so. I would
2: go. To, I would be
3: downstairs at like say Bally's or, or MGM, like when Carlin was on yeah. and I just I knew his act so well that I could be like downstairs and I could hear the rhythm of his voice I couldn't hear the words but I knew he was doing his act but if, but if anything disrupted that one day there was like that's not he's not doing a show I could just tell and I went upstairs and he was cursing out that crowd because they weren't laughing because, so, you know, he was doing his 10 minutes on suicide. Was he getting suicide. real political He was that getting well, very political. Yeah. Was, well, suicide. He was doing his yeah, business. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, And then, you know, he was just doing tough subjects. And then yeah, he just said, uh, you fucking people.
2: Yeah. Can we curse? we curse? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a hill editor. Okay. Hill edit right.
3: um, you, you, They're you, not live. So. Yeah, okay. Um, you like, I have a great career. I don't need this crap, you know. Yeah. Just go on. He went on for like two minutes going, ooh.
2: And the thing is, he knew better than that. So why did you know? No matter what, everybody—we all have political opinions. You know, who cares? But the thing is, we can't bring that heavily into the comedy thing because we're going to alienate half the people.
3: Right? I don't because, think he cared. Huh? I think, I, I, it's funny. He wasn't political. Like he—he he wouldn't go after a politician. He didn't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: your, well, your wife's going to—he didn't. Yeah.
3: He, he wouldn't go after a specific politician. He would just go after people. Basically, how stupid humans are. That was
2: basically yeah, it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, we are stupid. Yeah, we are. I mean, people are stupid. He was right. Mm-hmm. Which, which, but if you look at Carlin, he was correct about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing is- Oh, you is, read
3: the stuff now. It's like, oh, this is an epip- Yeah, you
2: look at it and you go, wow, Carlin was actually correct. Mm-hmm. And they're coming for your social security. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. you know, yeah. he did all that stuff. That's so right. So when you would get done working, like when you're working with him, did you watch him? Did you find Sometimes. yourself wa- wanting to watch him a lot or no?
3: There were certain bits of his that I that he would do that I would watch, go, not every time, you know, but- yeah but I go oh I want to watch this yeah, but the thing about the roving eye the guy with the roving eye I don't know if you know that bit mm. just like it was it was like three minutes on how you when you're talking to a guy who has one eye that's slightly to the left <laughs> <laughs> and he just how like you know you don't and, and he would do all this physical stuff and he just like you know, you're trying to follow his train of thought, you know. And then he ended with, and you realize for the last ten minutes he's been describing a building
2: down there, you know.
3: <laughs> but it was just really one of those enjoyable things for me to watch. Just I just lo- you know, because he he didn't get enough credit for being a physical comic. What the, one of the bits I really
2: good. liked that he did was about all collecting the stuff. Yeah. People collect stuff Place and then they get stuff. a bigger box. Yeah. To oh, a little, yeah. You know, that whole bit. But it's true.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, his opening was always... I remember the first time I worked with him, I just I obviously went into the audience just to watch his whole show because I yeah. never... And he just started with uh, people I can do without. It was a list of people I can do without. And, you yeah. know, So, you know, a dentist with blood in his hair, you know, <laughs> guys in their 50s named Skip, you know, I mean, it, it was, went on for like 10 minutes. And it was just like, oh, Jesus, this is yeah. amazing. Yeah,
2: so what, we're talking to comedian Dennis Blair, and we're talking about George Carlin when he, he opened for him for like 18 years. So when you, did you did Carlin come backstage and ask you how was the crowd? Yeah, sometimes. Did, was yeah. he curious? Yeah. yeah,
3: sometimes, not always, because he could hear, you know, some of these places he could hear the crowd. He could mm-hmm. hear the response. We didn't have to ask.
2: So did he ever come back before he went on and went, well, this crowd sucks.
3: Didn't no, because he, <laughs> no, he, no. he didn't care. You know, part of him didn't care how the crowd was. because yeah. he was just gonna do his show. You know. Yeah. But part of him, but part of him also did. You know, it's this kind of thing. I don't care. You know. But uh, yeah. he would go. He would get out of the, off the stage and call his uh, girlfriend immediately and say, "It was a good crowd today, and I feel good." You know. So yeah. he did care, and then he didn't care. You know.
2: So, were you working with him when the wife died and all that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was. How did she die? Do you remember? She had
3: uh, some sort of liver
2: liver cancer thing, or like I said, breast cancer. Yeah, because he was married to her for a very long time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And right. so then he had a girlfriend after that?
3: Well, he met Sally Wade about a year later in a bookstore or something.
2: How about that Sally Wade? Isn't she hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, Lonnie Anderson. Lonnie Anderson. Lonnie Anderson. You know who did the best, Bob Hope, that I actually I'll learned? tell you who I think I, it is. I, I learned how to do it from Dave Thomas. Oh, really? Dave Thomas from SCTV. The best Bob Hope you ever heard in your life. Really, well, I was doing the warm up for America's Funniest People years ago, and he was one of the producers. Mm-hmm. And he was walking around; he was just doing Bob Hope all day long. <laughs> so I was talking with him and stuff, and I kind of picked it up. Sure, and I want to tell you how about that? Isn't that something? Yeah. But he he was he really had the hook.
3: You know who does a great Bob Hope? Paul Feig. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh. This is before he was famous. He used to hang out before he was the director. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, he does a great... He but also but does Dave great
2: Thomas, thing. I'm telling you, he looked like him and every, did those little skits Yeah, well, he did S- it on SCTV, SCTV right? and yeah. everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But but uh, but anyway, so, so yeah, so... Um, was Carlin, a, a, Was he? did he party with industry people? Was he kind she, of reclusive? What?
3: He was reclusive.
2: Yeah, he seems like.
3: When he hooked up with Sally Wade, I think she convinced him to be more social.
2: You're saying Sally Wade like she was a fan. Was she famous, this woman? No, no, no. She's, oh. she's, she's, she's when you say Sally Wade, I'm going, <laughs> You know, Sally, know Wade. Sally Wade? We go
3: way back, Sally <laughs> yeah. Wade and I. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that Lonnie Anderson is Sally Wade, you know?
2: How about that? Everybody knew Sally Wade, but I want to tell apparently you.
3: Apparently, <laughs> my, Bob, my Bob Hope is Alan Alda, apparently. I just heard myself say. Yeah. Hey, Radar. <laughs> but uh, Sal, his, his, yeah. his—I guess you call him his significant after, after, uh, after his a wife died. Yeah. Uh, but she would—I think she tried to get him to dress up and wear jackets and stuff like that, and go out to the occasional party. He was doing his sitcom back then, and uh, they had a party at Sam Simon's house. who was the producer, mm-hmm. and he actually went. Yeah. Whereas before her, I don't think he would have gone to a, to a party. Yeah. You know, he would do, he wanted to get off the stage. We we did a thing called the Zippo Bango after each show. And he'd say, okay, I'm getting off the stage you have the car running I'd have, to, I'd have the getaway car running <laughs> at the stage door he yeah. would come off the stage into the back and say okay go 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 get run out. over these people if you have I to go. get the hell out of here
2: just know. get out of there
3: yeah 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 so he wasn't a so when you
2: guys were there. on the road though like yeah. when you were in different cities did you hang out in the daytime or you was he by himself no, by himself
3: yeah. we'd hang out in the car on the way to the show if, if we did like but you didn't hear from him all day no because because when I worked Randy. on the
2: road with Leno many times and Leno, Leno would go hey, hey he called me I'm going let's go to the mall and play video Games. Oh and, and let's go hang. Let's go to Chili's and get something. To, he wanted to hang out all the time.
3: Well, that was Rodney. Rodney was the same. Was he like wanted that? to hang out all the time. Yeah. yeah. And Joan would hang. Joan Rivers would hang out, not all the time, but you know she would be. Come on, we're going skiing. Ten in the morning, we get a phone call at the, in Tahoe. Hello. We're going skiing. Hurry up. Get dressed. Me and you. Me and Gary Shandling and Peggy and uh, everybody else. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, so, so, so what, was, what did what did Carlin do all day? Then? Probably wrote on, worked on his stuff. You know. No one Nothing knew. To do on that we board. had a running joke at Bally's when we were at Bally's. And, uh,. We, we knew the, the car parkers and the, those yeah. guys really well. Yeah. And it, they, they would park George's car, like, off to the side in case he ever came out. And I, I had my kids with me, and I'd go out every day with my kids, and we'd go to a petting zoo or something like that. And go, well, have you seen was any George sightings today? And they go, nope, nope, nope. And one day we came out, and they're, like, rushing out to me. He came out. He came out. He got in his car. Where'd yeah. he go? He went to buy plums, and he came right back. <laughs> so, you know, just buy food. He would just go buying food and then come right back to the hotel. Yeah. Didn't so go no, to the so pool. Was he
2: Because he, he, was, he was loaded, right? He made a lot of money, his oh, career was he a charitable he person, person do you remember or
3: charitable or you didn't person. know about that, that nah, side of the nah, I do know that I was talking about uh, when big screen projection TVs were the big thing yeah and I'm going yeah I think we're going to save up and get one of those for Christmas yeah. and then like three days later there's a knock on the door and there's a uh, there's a big screen TV on oh is doorstep. that right he yeah, one so for you yeah but yeah. I mean yeah it wasn't you know there was, yeah. there was none of that really just yeah you know, he so looked, he had a
2: good heart that tells you. No, yeah.
3: I I enjoyed hanging out with George. You know? Yeah, yeah. And you know, he told him we, we did a drive once uh, to a theater. It was like a 30 minute drive. It was just him and me, and he told me the whole story of his last night at the Copacabana when he was he couldn't stand doing those crowds anymore, and he just became the hippie guy. Yeah. And he just told me the whole story. I just remembered yeah. I must remember this for the book. I must remember this for the book if I ever write the book someday. Which I did.
2: The so. thing I think the thing that's important to remember about how great George Carlin was is that he just he just he marched to the beat of his own drum Mm -hmm. this guy didn't follow no rules but you gotta respect that I mean he was a real artist artist he did what he felt was right Mm -hmm. and it worked for him yeah you know?
3: Yeah, and, and, and people would—I would get emails too from fans every once in a while. What's with George? Why are we so angry? I'd go, Why don't you ask him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. what, what, what do I know? You know. But he, just, it didn't seem like that offstage. No, it? It didn't like well, I remember really the first—the first. I never met him. I got the gig through an agent. Yeah. And he said, you want to do three months with George Carlin? I said, oh, God. Was that a
2: big agent? Was his agent? Or?
3: Uh, Fr- William Morris. Fred Suss was his name. He, he just know, called you out of the blue? Well, he used to book me on. The, he, I, I did a lot of opening act work. Maybe, Probably you did, oh, too. Oh, OK. So he knew. So we go, you know, like, for, yeah. for, you want to open for Laura Brannigan, You want to open for The Four Tops. Oh, I you. Guess know, you yeah, want yeah, to yeah. do blah, blah, blah. And then one day he calls and goes, you want to open for George Carlin for three months? Yeah. I said, Hello? (laughs) Yeah. So it was going to be only three months turned into 18 years. Exactly. But uh, but I'd never met him. So I go to the first theater was in Omaha. And I'm pacing in my room going, I hope he's not an... You know, as we know, some of these people can be real jerks. So they be celebrities. Yeah. Well, you didn't know yeah. if he was a course, drug addict or, you know, you don't know. And he came downstairs and grabbed all my stuff off my fruit tray and like, was like, I'd known him for years. So really? very friendly, very funny off stage, goofy, very goofy yeah. off stage. But then once he got on stage that, you know, sometimes the goofy. So after you did there. the
2: first show, do you remember, did he say anything to you? First,
3: uh... Because that's nerve-wracking because right. you don't know, know no matter
2: how well you do it, right. how he's going to feel about
3: it. Right. right? Well, d- d- luckily the first show went well
2: yeah. and
3: I come off stage and he's not there. There's nothing. There's nobody. And you're and I'm thinking going, you're oh, jeez, he hated yeah. it. And then like a minute later I hear somebody applauding and he's walking from backstage. You know, good job.
2: Good job. This is going to work out.
3: So, I'm, oh, good. So uh, then, it just, and then yeah. after three months he said, well, you want to just stay on? He said, just said, you want to stay around? I've got nothing else to do.
2: Yeah. Well, why not? Sure.
3: <laughs> yeah. You know,
2: that's good. Talking to comedian Dennis Blair. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Vegas Voice with uh, Rich Natoli and John Lindquist. Be right back.
0: You're listening to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400, KSHB, Las Vegas. Stick around. Rich and I return right after this.
4: Yes,
1: your favorite singers, yell them out, I will destroy them for you. John Fogerty. John
3: Fogerty? <laughs> Left a good job in the city. What am I, an idiot?
2: <laughs> Welcome back to the Vegas Voice Radio Show. Rich Natoli here with uh, John the announcer and comedian extraordinaire Dennis Blair in the house. We've been chatting about George Carlin and he had 18 years on the road with George Carlin, which I think everybody, every comedian had to envy you working with Carlin. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a big, that's almost like, you know, a singer being able to tour with Sinatra or something. Right. I mean, he really was kind of royalty in the comedy, kind of like Rodney. Yeah, yeah,
3: you know? yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, a lot of a lot of comics that I knew would say, "Oh, that's a great gig," you know, and they yeah. I didn't. I didn't feel any envy, but I'm sure. I'm sure it must have been you like know, how did he get that gig? How you know? frequent
2: were you working with him? Like every every month? Like were you doing like
3: when I started? It was weekends, mm-hmm. and then it sometimes there'd be these ten day runs, you know. Yeah. And then when we did, then we started doing Vegas and. Nineteen ninety, I guess.
2: Did you have time to do stuff in between working with him? Because I, I didn't need to. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he, he did one hundred
3: and fifty dates a year. Oh, so okay. however yeah, that fell, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I do the occasional club when he was off for like two weeks mm-hmm. or something, you know. But uh, not much, not much, not much. Yeah. Sidewalk, yeah, sidewalk. Yeah. Why would
2: you? Right. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Did you get? Did the agent call you and go, "Hey, I got a a, a weekend with with uh, the Temptations or something"? You said, "No, I'm working with Carlin or." Probably, if I was free, I
3: would have done that. Because he know? got
2: his commission right when you when you did yeah. all the years. It's funny right? too
3: because he, they got me that one gig and that turned into a 18 years. And after a while, after they a couple had to of years, they called. Listen, you, know, you guys aren't doing anything for me. You know, like yeah. come on. You know, after yeah. like year four or something like that, yeah. you're just taking money. But you
2: had to pay him for all those years. No, no, they no. said okay. We'll let after you go. a while, yeah, there was yeah. William Morris. They got exactly. plenty of money, but yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Wow, but they they opened uh, wow. the way. I think. Me and other comics talked about that. Like, an agent gives you a gig. You owe them that gig and maybe the next one after that. Right. But that's it. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> then if it keeps going. Yeah. I let it go for a year or
3: two, maybe three. I said, so. you know, yeah. guys, guys.
2: Yeah. Know. And that was generous of you. Uh, yeah. You know. But, but uh,
3: so now you worked with Rodney. Rodney was the first big star I ever. Tou- well, Jackie Mason, of course, was the first person. Well, we'll
2: get ever. to get to him. Okay. <laughs> <that's good. laughs> right. So what did Rodney say? Like, when you.
3: I was doing Dangerfields. I was opening for Jackie Mason, and um, Rodney came in. It was, a, it, was a, it was a show that was going really well. I remember, and he came in at the end of my act, caught like the last two minutes or something like that. Where, Never met him before. Where was it's, that at? At Dangerfields. Oh, Dangerfields in New yeah. York. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he and I come off stage, and he goes. He so obviously like what you do. What do you do? <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. And I said I yeah. do song parodies and goofy stuff. And he goes, "Oh, I got to watch it. You watch the next show. And and I liked it. Yeah." So then uh, after that, I I think he was coming in the next week. So I opened for Rodney, and uh, yeah. we got close. We got very close. Yeah. hmm That was three and a half years. Yeah. yeah. And so
2: now, when you when you did, did you do like his special that they had? No. Those HBO. No. Things? Didn't put
3: me on the Young Comedians. Yeah, yeah. I forget whether it was you know because the music was always a problem with TV.
2: Yeah, because of the, the rights stuff. and stuff like that. I had that problem yeah. when I did a Johnny wanted to do a Johnny Mathis. I do a funny Misty thing. You know, look at me. Yeah, and they wouldn't let me do it on A and E, so I had to end up doing like Johnny Mathis doing the national anthem or something because <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't you know right. they couldn't they didn't have to pay royalties right. for that. And so it was a big deal. Well, the yeah. first
3: major TV show I did was the Tomorrow Show with Tom Snyder. Remember mm-hmm. that? Nobody. Would oh yeah! Oh Tom yeah! Snyder out. We're, uh, we're talking with oh, uh, Dennis, talk uh, Dennis Blair yes. Yes, <laughs> exactly. and his people came to see. They were Carolines. They came to see. me. Anyway, they, I got booked to do his show, which was pretty. He was a, he was a he was a nice guy. Um, but uh, I'm about to do it, and Bob Morton was the. Uh, producer of the show yeah. and I just
2: showed up you he was a Letterman guy right
3: yeah who, oh, who, who eventually became the producer for Letterman but Bob Morton was the producer of that show and I didn't know anything at that time I didn't know like most comics go out for a month before they do a TV shot and prepare yeah. it and all that stuff I yeah. just kind of showed up with my guitars yeah. I'll just do five minutes yeah. you know and, and he's going uh, Dennis did you uh, get clearance for any of these <laughs> and I go Tom L. Mm, oh, Morton no, said that yeah, yeah Morton goes no well, is that a thing you, yeah you kind of but for some, uh, somehow we just said, okay, well, we're going to let you do it. And it was a big, big ending was the Bee Gees at the time. Did you
2: they know. end up paying having to pay royalties? The,
3: the Bee Gees liked it, if I remember correctly. They liked the, uh, <laughs> they didn't mind it. I didn't get in trouble, let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah, Yeah, but from then on, I went, oh, geez. But then, you know, when I did my first Tonight Show, I had to be, uh, do mostly public domain stuff. And
2: Yeah, yeah, know. they wouldn't let you. Did yeah. you put it on albums or anything? No. No.
3: Not 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 the the, not you mean the Tonight Show thing?
2: No 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 no. I mean when you did the song parodies, could you put them on albums and sell them? The first one I
3: did, I kind of changed the melody just enough so I wouldn't get in trouble.
2: Oh. But the
3: great thing about being not too famous is that no They don't care.
2: <laughs> yeah, they don't care. If you're if you're real famous, they know you're gonna make yeah, movies hey, off hey, of it. Hey, what's yeah.
3: that guy doing? You know?
2: They go, Well, oh, he's not no one's gonna hear it anyway. I, I was did. far
3: enough under the radar to like yeah, no one yeah, cared. Yeah, that's so that's funny. good. Yeah. That's
2: funny. Wow. Yeah. And so now Jackie Mason, so tell me about him now.
3: Jackie Mason. <laughs> so uh, when I when I first started comedy, so I, I did a place called Fern's Harness Shop in Long Island, which is where I met my wife Peg. This was in 1980, no 1978, 79. And I was I I was the singer, bartender. I mean I mean at the bar, no one's listening to the guitar player, yeah, singing songs. And I got really upset because no one was paying attention to me. So I came up with a parody. They started listening. They started laughing. I did like a whole bunch of nights at Fern's, just doing. Comedy Mm -hmm. went to Dangerfields, auditioned, got the gig opening up for Jackie Mason the following week. Said, "Hey, you want to be the opening act for Jackie Mason?" and Jackie and I and I, it went well and I came off stage and he's going so you're the guy who was just on <laughs> <laughs> I go yes i was listening to you very, very clever for a gentle you know and it went on like that and just we just struck up a friendship and you know just remained friends forever yeah. until you know but until the yeah. very end every time I came to New York we'd always go out and ha- hang out with Jackie and his, yeah. his so wife. how is
2: he now um, now so the story you know we all know we don't know how, if this was even true mm-hmm. the whole Ed Sullivan story was did you, did he ever bring that up? And all the time, well, he, he
3: he he discussed it on stage. He did. He said he's. <laughs> and Sullivan thought I was a filthy person.
2: <laughs> but he didn't flip him off. I don't think did he. I mean, was that like— he claims? He, you know, it's funny if
3: you watch the uh, the video. It's just it's kind of murky. It doesn't look like he really flipped him off. I think he was yeah. just doing a gesture. You know. Yeah. But it, he just used the wrong finger or something. That's like it. That. Flipping him yeah, off. That's it. Get over. Know, but he would, he would do like a two-minute bit on it whenever he's on stage in those yeah. days. Going, You know, he, he's, yeah. <laughs> Ed Sullivan thought I was a filthy post because he gave him the finger. He said, I'll give you one finger, I'll give you two. You know, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't think he did, you know. But, geez, that really destroyed his career for a long time until yeah. he started doing the one-man shows on Broadway.
2: Yeah. We're yeah. talking to comedian Dennis Blair. The website is uh, DennisBlair.com, DennisBlair.com. So what about the Copa? What, did you play the Copa?
3: Room? No, 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 no. But, but George, Carlin told me the whole story about like, you know, he was there and he didn't want to mm-hmm. be there and he was like ready growing his hair long, you know, and, yeah. and stuff like that. And he just didn't hate it. The audiences there. It wasn't what he, it wasn't his crowd anymore. These yeah. straights, these well, straights in their suits. Is that what they know. were? They were all suits. And he wasn't doing well. And he just said he just kind of gave up that very last night and he just kind of like crawled underneath the piano. And lay down on the floor, and was looking up, and just like was going into the microphone, fire me, please, fire me. He just hated it. And as his show was ending, the spotlight gets tighter and tighter until it's like a little pin spot, and then it's out. Then he was done. So yeah. that was the, that. was the last night at the Copa.
2: And was that his closing night? or Yeah, or, that was or, his closing night. And how many? How long did he do there? Don't know. Probably, was it like a week like or two? Probably a
3: week long engagement or yeah.
2: something like that? Yeah. And then he yeah. never went back?
3: Yeah, never went because back. Because it was all oh, he was the hippie dippy weatherman now. You know, he was the hippie dippy guy.
2: And then what year what year was that in? I
3: don't know. Remember? 60 uh,
2: 70 I don't know. Yeah. Early well, at 70s that maybe. time. Yeah, at that yeah. time, you know. Yeah. That was at a time where if you went to Vegas everybody was in suit and ties right. going into the showroom. Right. Now, mm-hmm. you know, they're sitting there in shorts and flip-flops. Yeah. So. And it's
3: funny he told me the first his first album was it F, uh, back to school? Uh, back to school? No, Not back to school. That's Rodney. F A M F M. He mm-hmm. thought he had bombed. He thought he had, he did two shows and he thought it, it was not good. And he was like he was, he was walking around the village just weeping, just going, "I've ruined my career." And yeah. it's like became a best selling album. It's, really? Uh, yeah. So.
2: so. when he started doing stand up, was he very young or or just um, his 20s? well? He
3: was when he started it, was with Jack Burns. He was a part of a duo. Not oh, many people okay. know that. No, I didn't know. That. Uh, yeah, it was Burns and Carlin. Wow, I don't know, probably in his 30s, I, I would assume, I guess. you know, Was um, he like
2: 30? What did these people do before 30? I
3: don't know. I, <laughs> I don't was know. like
2: doing this at 18. I'm going like, you know, know. stand oh, up and stuff.
3: Oh, he was a radio diver, Yeah, in Shreveport, oh, Louisiana. Guy. Yeah, he was in the Air Force. Okay. okay. And then he was a radio DJ yeah. for a while. And yeah. then he just, I guess he just fell in with Jack Burns and they just started doing comedy bits. Yeah. And then he, after a few years, he just said, you know, I want to do this on my own. Right, right, and he remained uh, he remained friends with Jack Burns just because he said yeah just nothing personal just I want to try yeah. doing it stand-. he goes, okay good luck and they remained friends for years
2: yeah. forever we're talking to comedian Dennis Blair website uh, DennisBlair.com so what, what's now what, you, what you're doing you, is there you doing comedy clubs you doing you do colleges mm-hmm. anymore at all or?
3: no no
2: nobody does anymore
3: well I don't know colleges, I mean, I'm, not, I mean, I'm not in that scene I, I've heard they're kind of uptight these days you know you can't yeah, say anything uh, yeah
2: Yeah, so now are you finding because comedians are going to take freedom of speech back. I mean, they're not going to hold freedom of speech from right, comedy. Right. You know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So uh, when you go when you go out and do these dates, do you just you do do your regular act? You say what you want,
3: right? Yeah. Well, I'm not, I, I'm living in Vegas Vegas, so so the comedy sellers here and mm-hmm. they they book me a lot. Yeah. You know, and uh, so that's mostly what I do lately, comedy wise. Yeah. I do the occasional. I have my favorite two or three favorite clubs that I still like to do uh, uh, McCurdy's in. in uh, in Sarasota, Florida. Yeah. And I get to do an hour there, you know? Yeah. And uh, Reno, the Reno. Uh, do you do any the- of
2: those Florida, like. Old people places they, yes. they pay
3: good Yeah I opened for Charo to, Before oh, the you, pandemic I opened yeah. for Charo She, she yeah, was yeah. great She was yeah. really fun She kept As the as the uh, engagement went on She kept, kept giving me More and more time <laughs> she, How then, about Dennis, that Charo How about
1: that Charo i am telling you Hey reader <laughs>
3: um, But yeah She was she, she, Dennis do, uh, do 35 Do 35 <laughs> Can yeah. you do 45 you know, By the end It was like 35. do 45 yeah. So you okay I don't feel too good My throat You know Yeah But uh, yeah So yeah But the, the condos Yeah in Florida yeah, yeah, I'll do those. Yeah,
2: yeah. I lived in Florida like ten years. I did all those places a hundred right. times. It was great like,
3: theaters, beautiful theaters. Yeah, yeah, they do. They
2: have beautiful mm-hmm. and they pack them in. Right. They pack right. them in. But here's what I learned. Here's what I learned about Florida, mm-hmm. and you got great crowds. Okay, from North Florida all the way down to <laughs> West Palm. Okay. Great crowds. Mm-hmm. Once you enter. The southern route of West mm-hmm. Palm to head towards Lauderdale, the crowds get worse and really? worse. Okay. The further south you get, from well, I won't
3: um, go south of West. I won't go. Once West you Palm. get
2: to Miami, I was working with Elaine Boozler mm-hmm. in Miami, and mm-hmm. we we had been tour- doing great shows everywhere. Uh-huh. Right, we get to Miami, and I and I'm on, and I'm normally like having killer sets, right, and I'm struggling, you know, mm-hmm. in Miami, I'm struggling, and La- I look over Elaine, she's going. Oh God! <laughs> she, she's holding Jesus. her forehead, and as I pass her, when I introduce her to come on, she's going get the car ready. <laughs> right, <The> it's <zip-o-bang-o>. she, <laughs> she had She went a on, the first and she one. was she was struggling. She was struggling too. And we got done with, it and she goes, "Let's get the uh, out of here." Yeah, and we got out of there quick. It was just, yeah. it was just horrible. Wow, they just, every audience, huh? The, well, well Most my of them. well, Mya- Miami, yeah, Lauderdale, Miami, not Lauderdale, kind of hit and miss, <clears throat> Miami. Forget it. Forget
3: it. Do you ever do what the Catskills?
2: No, I never have. How's that? <laughs>
3: My great Catskills story is I was opening for Melissa Manchester, I believe. Mm. And I came, it's like I got like nothing. Yeah. Like, you know, this was a, a big laugh would be... <laughs> That would be a big laugh Yeah, that I was getting. twenty. I had to do 20 minutes. It felt like four hours. And I get off the stage, and they can't find Melissa for some reason. And uh, where's Melissa? Anyone see her? I, I just go, she's probably waiting for my applause to die down. Anyway, it was so depressing. I go downstairs, and I never did this. I went to the bar, and I had, had a beer. And this woman comes up to me, and she goes, well, you were you the comedian that was on before Melissa Manchester? <laughs> and I go, yes, yes, yes. And I thought she's going to tell me how terrible I was. And she goes... Let me tell you something. You did very well with this crowd. We had uh, Billy Baxter here two weeks ago. We booed him off the stage. He's he's an old English vaudeville kind of comic at the time. We we booed him off the stage. So the fact that we didn't boo you off is a testament to your talent. (laughs) She actually said that. And I'm going, thank you? I think? Wow. So, you know, I mean, those were the worst crowds, you know. Yeah, yeah.
2: Were they were they kind to of Melissa when she played? With the other I role? didn't hang around to watch oh, Melissa at the time. Uh, yeah. I think
3: I had was supposed to do the weekend or something. I forget. But um, yeah. yeah, it was just like,
2: oh, yeah, just awful. What what other stories? Any what were the other people you worked with? Like you worked with? I worked with the Tops once at the no, they were nice. Hilton Amphitheater in Laughlin. They were well, very nice. Yeah. You know, the original tops with yeah. Levi and all of them. Yeah. you know. And well, uh,
3: I did. I did. I well, this agent that got me at the mm-hmm. Carlin gay, He would. Uh, I, I did a lot of dates with them. because yeah. I, you know, it worked. As a matter of fact, I did a week in uh, Caesars in Atlantic City. And it would, so a lot of the same people would be in the audience every night because they were like, like Manilow, you know, they have yeah. their fans. Yeah. And I'd, By the third night I'm coming out and one woman goes, hi, Dennis, you know, just as oh soon as I come God. out. But you know, I just did the yeah. show and they were yeah. fine with it. Uh, but uh, the sad thing is I got through because of this agent, I got like a food, thing where I could go to the best, best restaurants and we're, and, we're hanging, for it, yeah, right? and we're hanging out with the entertainment director and he tells us, yeah, you got the deal the Four Tops don't have this deal. I'm going, what? The Four Tops don't? Yeah, they got the eat in the employee
2: cafeteria. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, Al Sharpton would come out and I go, know this is clearly racism. <laughs> exactly. Why are the Four Tops eating in the cafeteria? <laughs> Swatting flags. And the white man, Dennis Blair, is eating in the steak restaurant. That's right. God, that God damn, racism. he did show up.
3: <laughs> and our, the guy's name was Herb. The, and says, I he says, I can't do anything about it. He says, What do you yeah. mean? It's the four tops. He goes, Well, they'd have to ask. If they ask, really? I can give it to, can, wow. I said, Can I ask? Can I, can I tell them to ask? No, you can't do that. So I'm like, oh, Jesus, you felt bad. I'm yeah. terrible. I, well, this is horrible. I'm eating steak. You're at the eating steak, steak and lobster. And the four tops are going to. <laughs> we're flies. eating fried chicken down Swatting in the, in the employee know, cafeteria. I know, I know. Where did
2: they eat? Where did they put them? I mean, they had regular hotel rooms, but... Uh, but they weren't eating... No, no, I'm talking about food. Like, they couldn't uh, eat in the sta- restaurant. Where they eat? You don't know? I, no. Had, <laughs> their manager never thought to ask for a, a, yeah. a thing. Wow, that's so, that's so interesting. We're yeah. talking to Dennis Blair, comedian. DennisBlair.com is the website. we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
0: The Vegas Voice, brought to you by The Vegas Voice magazine. It's the free monthly magazine. Learn more at TheVegasVoice.net. Don't go
1: away. We'll have more right after this. Replacing your air conditioning and heating system is a big decision. That's why Johnny on the Spot Air Conditioning and Heating tailors every new unit estimate to meet our clients' needs. We go over all the options with you and custom design a new system for you and your home. And of course, these consultations are always free. Schedule your free new unit estimate online at johnnies.vegas. Or call us at 702 Johnny's. That's 702 564 6697. Contractor License Number 76827. It's the funniest show in town. Jew Man Group at the
0: Tuscany Suites and Casita. A comedy thousands of years in the making. Wednesday to Saturday, 5.30 p.m. in the Copa Room at the Tuscany. From the Catskills to the Borscht Belt to the shimmering lights of Las Vegas. It's Jewman Group at the Tuscany. For tickets and information, log on to JewManGroup.com. That's JewManGroup.com. You're going to laugh your us off.
3: Don't make fun of the cell phone. You can do everything on a cell phone. You get sports scores and movie times and the internet. Yeah, the only thing you still can get on a cell phone is uh, reception. They still haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> That's not a priority, apparently. We've only had the technology for 20 years. We still sound like Japanese horror movies from the
1: 50s on the stupid cell phone. Honey, I'm on my way home. Listen, do you think you... I-
2: Welcome back to the Vegas Voice Radio Show. Rich Natoli here with John the announcer and Dennis Blair. Ooh. Uh, multi-talented comedian. Well. Uh, his website is dennisblair.com. So wh- how much of your of your act is song parodies now? Um, you just kind of mix everything up. Well, right? here's the thing. To?
3: So when I do the uh, Comedy Cellar, there's five comics. Mm-hmm. So you do your 15 minutes. I got to
2: come see you there. I gotta, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let okay. me know.
3: Um, 15 minutes each. Mm-hmm. So, and it's... Every comic, I mean, they get they, they bring the people in from New York, you know. They're so good, they're, and they're so, like...
2: You got to follow off all these comics. Yeah, so like I just stick guy? I
3: stick with a lot of the music, just because yeah, they, they have different. me close yeah. a lot. Yeah. And I'm going, you know, I mean, no one cares Yeah, you cares don't want to when, do straight stand-up if these yeah. guys have all been doing it for the last... I know, and they're, like, yeah. so super powerful. It's like the Comedy Store or something. Right, but if I do Sarasota, I mix it up. I do, like... The first yeah. 20 minutes is music, then the next Yeah, when you're doing your own stand-up. show, you yeah. just, yeah. So yeah, I'm man. more free. You know,
2: I, I find myself doing that with the impressions because mm-hmm. I do mostly impressions and, and comedy, but I don't do any straight stand-up stuff unless when I'm doing my own... When right. I do my own show, I do. I mix it up and do mm-hmm. like I'll do 15 minutes of that and right. but and then go back into other stuff. But the same thing, yeah. Because yeah. when they've got all these other guys doing, yes, straight. And you don't up, want to want suck
3: to, because that will get back to the front office. Oh, you know, we don't you want yeah. to use the, And I know she uses me. The woman who, whom I've never I never met the owner of the, of the club, but uh, uh, her name is Esty, But I she's I've never met her. But you never met her, but she books you. But she books me. <laughs> so I said I don't want to mess that up. You know I don't what I'm want saying? To mess that up? Yeah.
2: Well, you know the story of uh, speaking of which. Who's the guy that used to open for Tom Jones? You know what I'm talking about?
3: Uh, oh, uh, Fra- Max Alexander. Max
2: Alexander. Yeah. Do you know the story with that?
3: Yeah. Max, but, <laughs> what the, why he why he stopped? Why he stopped, well, he stopped
2: working yes, with it Tom Jones? It's like, oh, dude, you got the gig going, don't. Tell Tom you got to come and see me. You got to come and see me at this club. And he, Tom's going. Well, I don't have time. I, I'm really busy. Leave him
4: alone. let it Go.
3: Let and it you, go. Why would you take
4: that risk?
3: I know it's like and crazy. And then Tom came in and said, "Is that who's that? He who does when he opens for me?" <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I saw him open for Tom at the MGM one time, mm-hmm. and wasn't. I didn't do well really and I was I the thing was going through my mind is how did he get the gig with Tom Jones well Tom never saw him that's right. how he got because that was packaged probably through an agent right yeah and,
3: and you know those I mean those are MGM well, yeah, those, those high ceiling Vegas showrooms they're not the best for comedy no, anyway they're so, not but, but yeah I mean Max obviously was very funny you know funny. the story
2: Howie Mandel told me one time no. when he was working at with uh, Diana Ross at Caesars Palace okay years ago when he mm-hmm. was unknown and howie you know howie would always kill in the comedy clubs and mm-hmm. he would go okay okay what he did that whole yeah, yeah. thing right and he would always you know really kill right. so he's working with Diana Ross and he said he was just bombing mm. and and his wife goes his wife Terry goes oh rich he was soaking wet when he got down with the gig cuz nothing was working right <laughs> so he said the big italian guido guy called him into the office oh and said, god and he goes I go into the office and he goes and i'm still sweating and and he goes what the hell are you doing? And how he goes, I said, What? He goes, This guy was scary. And he goes, well, You're putting rubber gloves on your head. You're doing this. You're dressed in a hot hospital outfit. What the hell are you doing here? And he goes, The people are not laughing with you, they're laughing at you. And he goes, wow. I, go, I go, was this scary? He goes, really scary. What a great story. And he goes, and then the guy said to him, we've had Shecky Green in here. We've had Pat Cooper there. Why don't you tell some mother-in-law jokes or some wife jokes? And the guy was like, riven him, riven him. Oh, and he God. goes, and I just didn't want to ever go back there again. Yeah. But then years later, he yeah, got yeah, famous. He yeah. went back. Of course. But you see?
3: Uh, yeah I, I mean, mean and we all remember you know the ones those we guys. always remember the horror stories the shows that didn't go well you know oh, my so gosh. those are the ones that stick and out. you don't
2: want to be reminded of it five no. minutes after you get off stage no no because of not. it just you know look when Elvis went on stage mm-hmm. opened for Shecky Green mm-hmm. right in Vegas he got booed off the stage mm-hmm. he hated it right. because they weren't ready for him
3: right right it
2: was all those real older conservative people that like, they exactly. you know Elvis was young rock and roll guy they didn't they didn't get him
3: yeah I know you know so strange so weird
2: but you go back you yeah know? And,
3: you're the, and you're the opening act anyway so you know the people are pissed off and you come out to begin with yeah because oh we didn't pay for this you know we gotta you pay the babysitter an extra half hour to listen to this guy so yeah you, know, you had to be funny and you so, know some most of the time it would be fine but like sometimes it's like oh jeez. i know
2: i know so what do any of those stand out in your mind like like in what, particular the bad, the bad gigs? yeah like when you when you just when when it wasn't you it was just a yeah. situation of yeah. like it's just not working yeah and you don't know why
3: well the the big the, the big one that i'll never get over is doing warm-up for drew carey and I don't know if you've done warm-up for sitcoms. But no. it, oh, I yeah, I hated them. I yeah. did
2: Friends These People, Married with Children, okay. uh, f- uh, uh, Solid Gold. I right. hated those right. gigs.
3: Of course. And you have to be there for they four hours. They paid good. Oh,
2: yeah. oh, I was exhausted at the end, right. you know.
3: So this one, and then I, I did it because I was in, when Carlin had his uh, sitcom, I, I did the warm-up. Yeah. And that was fine. You know, it was his, but, And I did Drew Carey because it was the same producer, so they hired yeah. me. Uh, and it usually would go fine, but there was this one time... Where they hated me, from when I said, "How you doing, everybody?" Oh, they just couldn't stand. Every, nothing I did worked. If I did a joke, they would groan audibly. Oh. And then Drew's down yeah. there and he's like setting up something and people yeah. in the audience yelling, Drew, come up, save us, please, oh, this guy. God. Four hours of that. Oh,
2: that's horrible. And
3: it just hated
1: me.
2: I know, and then the, the producers are snapping their fingers going, get that funny guy, be funny for another, another yeah. uh, 20 minutes. Right. And, and you're going like, I'm your clown, yeah. funny. Oh, they're doing that stuff. And then I would get the 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 gang members mm-hmm. in the audience of Married with Children going, hey, essay, <laughs> I want the blonde's phone number, essay," And I go, look, I really, can't get you I that really phone can't give number. That. What are you talking about? You know her, don't you? Oh my god! Dealing with all that yeah, yeah, while you're yeah. going up and down the bleachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I, forget,
3: I, forget, I think it was dull, I think it was uh, designing women or something. I was warming it yeah. up and it wasn't going well at all. And Jamie uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was the guest star mm-hmm. that. And I'm trying to get the audience to laugh, and I'm the audience is face- right. and I'm facing them. And all of a sudden I feel something happening at my shoe, and <laughs> someone, something's happening, and yeah. someone's untying my shoe. Shoelace <laughs> and I turn around and it's it's her. Oh. And she was untying my shoes, and I to Jamie this day, Curtis? yeah. And to this day, I don't know whether she was trying to help me, or she just said, "I'm just good. this guy's terrible." Was that I'm Richard gonna... Lewis
2: show with her? That one, that one, that sitcom. Designing was that? Women was oh, with Delta Burke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did one with Richard Lewis. Uh, later, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. But the, so those little things, like well, you, you, like, even like years later, you're in bed and you're sleeping. Oh, 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 that, yeah. oh, that's over. You mm-hmm. know.
2: I remember doing a Solid Gold, and you would get these young girls who were going. Rex Smith was. <laughs> co-hosting it with uh, with uh, Marilyn McCoo. Okay. And then they would say, the girls would go, "Oh, can I get Rex Smith? Can can I get a picture with her? Whatever." And then, then they weren't filming. It was all right. downtime, right? right? And I said, "I don't know. I'll ask him." I say, hey, "Rex, this, you know, these young girls want to get a quick photo with you." And you know what he said? No. This guy turns around and he goes, "Well, if I do a picture with them, everybody's going to want a picture with me." And I looked at him like, and I'm thinking, you're not that Just important. You <laughs> get off of yourself. I mean, that's what, you know. Oh God. And I'm going, where are you now, Rex? Right. <laughs> How's it working out for you now, exactly. buddy? Exactly. You know what?
3: What was it? There was a one show where it was like it was in a banquet hall, and Cher was there, sitting next to you. Sitting, Cher was sitting next to my wife. I forget what it was. You know, shows in banquet halls—they're hit or miss anyway. Yeah. Yeah. New York City, because. Um, you know, the high ceilings and no one's and they didn't turn the lights out and people are dancing to music. And then oh. they just they stopped the music. And people are going, why did you stop the music? And no one introduces me. They just and said, no. go, oh, go. God. Oh, so I come God. out onto I, this I, stage, and I'm trying to do jokes, and no one knows who I am, mm. why I'm there, why I stopped the music. No one's listening. I'm doing joke, 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 nobody. There's this security guard right by the stage just looking up at me, just kind of smiling. <laughs> and, and and Cher, I thought was a guest, at the and, 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 and turns to my wife and goes, are you sure this is what he wants to do for a living? Uh, she said that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh so God. I just started playing to the security guard I said what do you want to hear and he goes Rod Stewart <laughs> <laughs> just, just a request oh to me that was oh, another God. one that sticks out to my mind you know mind.
2: the one that sticks out one of the ones I, I was in Valley Forge Pennsylvania mm. doing a review doing the round for like months for uh-huh. where? Uh,
3: at the uh, it was a the it was a
2: round? Mistin. and Get was the oh my God. she was the well, she was worked with Greg Thompson Productions. Mm-hmm. Great show. was called That's Entertainment. I was there for like five months, right? Mm-hmm. So we're doing the show one night close to New Year's Eve. It was, or it might have been like New Year's Day. I don't know. The room was sold out, right? Right. And a big balcony, big everything. Not a seat in the house, right? And I'm having the greatest, <laughs> um, just everything's rolling. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I get to my next bit. And there's dead silence. No, oh, Jesus! I mean silence. And I now went from roars to nothing. Wow. And I'm, I'm you know, you can't see the lights are so yeah. bright. And I'm like and all of a sudden I hear Rich, Rich. I look over and the stage manager goes Rich the light was on fire above my head and the people were evacuating but no one had to nobody, nobody tell told you. me they're all running I mean like 500 oh people running out of the theater and I'm standing like a Seinfeld episode I'm right. standing there going what happened <laughs> <What's> <laughs> where going did on? they go what's going on <laughs> what's going on Jeez. and I'm standing there and they're going and, and they're literally literally wow. like five feet above my head it was a ball of holy flame holy crap I had no idea wow and I'm going why, why doesn't this happen when I'm bombing Right, <laughs> having a good set. They're do leaving. Some, do
3: 15 minutes on that. Right, you know? right, right. Well, before Max was opening for Tom Jones, I did. I did a year with him, and yeah, uh, we had, you know, we had some fun. I was, I was with the band most of the time. Now, did he?
2: Had, did, if you did a year with Tom, I'm going to interrupt yeah. you because I'm gonna, i I want to know if this is true. Okay, I heard that he would come out and go and tell his little right hand guys, the lady in the front row in the red dress. <laughs> Ask her if she wants to meet Tom and his Jones. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
3: I mean... I never got to see that. I'm sorry. Did? No, I'm
2: sorry. Because I heard he would, like, scope out the crowd and and, during Jones. the show, and then he would say, ask her if she wants to come backstage and meet Tom and his jones, jones. <laughs> the only ever
3: contact i had with tom was like as we were crossing like he's coming on and i'm coming off he'd yeah. go hello
2: lad that was it that was two it. words two so words. he never really probably paid attention no. No, that's t- why i didn't know max Alexander's. Probably, and
3: i never invited him to see <laughs> me to comedy. but there was one show outdoors i think it was uh, uh new jersey um and it was outdoors and it was going it was going okay and all of a sudden, I just lost the audience. I just yeah. lost them. And then and, and something's going on, like, and I couldn't see. Lights are in yeah. your eyes. And I'm going, so I, and I finally get them back. And I, after I get them back, the same thing happens. Like, <laughs> yeah. found out later there was, like, some topless girl that's going from her seat to the bathroom in the back. Oh, and gosh. then she's going through the crowd. And then, like came back out and that's when I lost them two times but I had no idea I'm going I'm doing fine what the hell's hell's going
0: on yeah yeah
2: so, um, what you got CDs? You got all this kind of stuff. What? what
3: uh, well, my best-selling comedy albums from 2003 are doing very well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Where did they buy that?
3: Yeah, sure. But but the, I, I'm doing I'm, I uh, very quickly. I started as a musician, singer, songwriter. I never knew I knew I was going to do comedy, so I yeah. never stopped. I never quit doing that. Yeah. So I've got a new album out of original songs, and it's called "Hold On for Dear Life." And I got stuff on Spotify and. All, all my can they buy that on DennisBlair.com? Yes, yes, it, they can stream it on, uh, on yeah, my, uh, on my site too. Yeah, DennisBlair.com. To yeah, purchase got, any of got that, that stuff coming up.
2: And so now, so when you were doing songs and and all that stuff. Did, so you started doing comedy like right when what in the 80s when the comedy mm-hmm. boom happened end end of, 79. Yeah. End of see, 79 yeah see that was perfect because yeah. that comedy boom hit like 1980s I know. when it really I know. started
3: and then danger fields and it, it all worked out perfectly yeah. my timing was good for once in my life
2: yeah That's and there it was it. comedy ever so were you an improv guy or a comedy store guy improv improv yeah not, I did the comedy How story. are you? How are you? Dennis <laughs> out of the aisle. Dennis Boyer, <laughs> clearly Bud Friedman would always say, he would say, when you walk in, he'd go, how are you? Good to see you. Congratulations on your new TV show. you go, but Bud, it got canceled. Mm-hmm. The show got canceled. <laughs> yes, clear the aisle. Blocking the filing.
3: You don't have a spot tonight. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's right. What it was That's like. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I did the comedy store occasionally, but not as much as the improv. She
2: hated me over there because I did was she? not dirty. I was clean. Oh, really? And she hated did me. She and I was managed by Helen Kushnick. Oh my god. At the time, Leno's yeah. people mm-hmm. and Helen and Helen said she doesn't like you because you're clean. But you're going to play there every week. She picked up the phone, and said, "Rich is playing there every week." Okay. And I was there every week.
4: Okay.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. I'll I what think you should I? wear a
0: yellow raincoat. That would be good yeah. for your aunt. Yeah. Did well, she, she would say,
2: somebody? why don't you do more off-color blue stuff? And I said, well, Mitzi, I don't do that. <laughs> That's not the kind of stuff I do. Interesting. Yeah. Uh,
3: but the, didn't she like Letterman? Did she?
2: Did, well, it, Letterman, That was a different. But Letterman he, but he was is kind uh, of a kiss-ass kind of oh, okay. thing from what I heard okay. All right. at the time. Okay. You know, um, but she liked Dice hmm. and she liked Prior, and, and, she, and uh, she Sam, not, right? She did not like Dana Carvey. Hmm. She did not like Seinfeld, mm-hmm. from what I understand. So Kennison Did she like Kennison Yeah, she liked yeah. Kinnison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So. Wow. Okay. You know, but that's okay. Look, it was yeah. her club. She's allowed to like whatever she wants. Right. When I worked with Sammy Shore one time at his room in Marina Del Rey, mm-hmm. and Sammy goes, does that uh, ex-wife of mine ever put you on over there? And he goes, I said, no, she doesn't really like me. She was kind of forced to put me on from a manager, but she doesn't like me. And he goes, you know, that was my place. If I still had it, you'd be there anytime you wanted wow. to work there. Wow. I said, coming from you, that's a great compliment. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He was one of the greats, Sammy yeah, Shore. Sammy. Great comicist. Good old Sammy Sure. Yeah. Sure. I liked the, the comedy store crowds, though, better, didn't you? Well, I don't. They know. were more touristy. I don't, touristy really, I don't than have the any improv.
3: memory of the, how the crowds were there. I always felt comfortable at the Improv. Really,
2: I yeah. never felt comfortable at the Improv. It's opposite for me. The Comedy Store always had those touristy crowds. Okay, this you know in the original room, Sunset, right? Mm-hmm. But when I go to the Improv, it was like this industry, judgmental crowd, and mm. I would go on a few times there, and I went, "Ooh, I don't like." Okay, you know. Yeah. Course Leno lived in that place. He, yeah. he liked
3: it. And the Comedy Magic Club, which I guess he still does, right? Yeah,
2: but before the Comedy Magic Club, it was he was always at the, the improv. Mm-hmm. He was in the improv on Christmas Eve, you know. <laughs> I'm some, I don't I have no <laughs> presents to open, it doesn't matter to me. Well, nobody likes me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what so you you work with Leno, right too? Did you ever work with him?
3: I did I did yeah. a spot on his the Tonight Show. I did a backstage spot. I, I mm-hmm. did the voice of Bob Dylan. He oh. he, he called He He called called me and Bob Dylan. I just
2: did this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: But I never did the did it with him. I did the tonight. You know a funny bit would
2: you would be for you to do, because it's you do these these parodies and stuff, Mm -hmm. is American Idol if these people had auditioned for it, you know, Neil Young, Bob Dylan, Paul well, Williams. Well, if that would Paul be easy. Williams had walked into American Idol and went, D after D, what would Simon Cowell have said to Well, that would be guy?
3: so easy. You know, you had Bob Dylan going up to, uh, for, for uh, American Idol. <laughs> oh, we need- Thank you thank
2: you yeah. that's all you do yeah be a very short bit Neil, Neil Young Neil, uh, yeah. the, next, the next guy wanna, Neil Young. Yeah, thank yeah. you oh you mm. old man look at my I'm sorry <laughs> Tom <you're done>. <laughs> Waits <laughs> thank you Leonard Cohen <laughs> thank you Anthony Newley would come in Anthony and they'd go, Newley he'd go, <laughs> you sound like you're throwing up <laughs> who, who is your vocal coach do you have one yes I do well sue him sue him
3: <laughs> who is your best who is your best impression
2: yeah my best impression Mm -hmm. you know who one of my best impressions is i always love to do Mm -hmm. well you know my name is robert wagner oh my god i remember heart to heart with my darling wife (laughs) i never found out what happened to natalie did you (laughs) wow you know that was one of my ones Mm -hmm. that that i i've always loved to do and uh I just, for whatever reason, was always able to do it really well. Yeah, that's great. You know, we always have those ones that... Yeah, yeah you know, of
3: course, that'll like just fall off our tongue. But Robert
2: Wagner, Robert when he talks Wagner. like
3: this. Robert Wagner, oh my God.
2: <laughs> yeah, Jeez. and he wasn't a real popular one. Like You didn't see everybody doing him and stuff. So right, I, yeah. I always, but anyway, how about you? Well, Jackie Mason, great, and Rodney is
3: great. I do a good Rodney, do a good Jackie Mason. Uh, yeah. Who else? who else? Woody Allen, <laughs> remarkable. yeah, Incredible Woody Allen. You know, sort of, you know, People who are in trouble is <laughs> my forte.
2: Yeah, yeah. Do you do the glasses when you do? Them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so now, so, so what's that? So what about acting though for you? Well, I turned down the. I tour put, I <laughs> no, I would have used you in our film if I'd have known that you did that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was stuff. I was in
3: two scenes at Easy Money. I, I, I don't loved because I, I had a lot of,
2: there was a lot of comedians that did you know? Oh. that were in it. That did well, series. the next one, the sequel. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? We we may do another. We got a distributor and okay. this movie does well. We, we would love it. I'd love sure. to do, have you in it. Sure. Yeah. Haven't done much lately, but, yeah. uh, you know. But does it doesn't matter. That, no. Yeah. Listen, in this business, nobody does much lately. <laughs> that's true.
3: What do we <laughs> do? Know. Just hang around, wait for the phone to ring.
2: Even know? Tom... and his Jones Jones. is out of
3: commission oh my god right now yes (laughs) ask got to meet Tom and his Jones
2: Dennis Blair the website DennisBlair.com yes Uh, all my
3: dates are on there if you want to check out yeah check out his dates
2: check out his uh, comedy CDs and stuff Mm -hmm. thanks Dennis come back anytime you want thank appreciate it Dennis Blair
0: I'm John the announcer. Thanks for listening. Visit my website at johntheannouncer.com. And speaking of websites, don't forget about The Vegas Voice. It's the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. You know, Rich and I love it when you come by to say hello. We know there's a lot of things you could be doing. The fact that you've chosen to spend a little time with us means the world, it really does. So join us next Saturday afternoon at 4 for more of this, The Vegas Voice. Are you in bad pain? You know what I mean. Your knees hurt. Your shoulder hurts. Your elbow and back are constantly killing you. And I'm sure you've tried every pain pill or cream available at the drugstore. Am I right? Well, here's something you haven't tried. Pain magic. Pain magic is not available at any drugstore. The only place you can get it is by calling the special toll-free number I'm about to give you. And to make things even better, call right now and find out about our buy one, get one free offer. We're so confident it'll work for you that we offer a free bottle with your purchase. No prescription required. Call now to learn how you can get pain magic and get rid of your pain. Remember, your results may vary. 800-419-1971. 800-419-1971. 800-419-1971. That's 800-419-1971.